I'm Dean Blandino, and you're listening to Scoop FM. Hello and welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of the Dynasty League, the only lead that counts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke. Very excited. I know, just last week I said, hey, I'm starting a new job. I don't know how much I can do the podcast. One weekend I could not keep away. Too much, too much to discuss, too much to talk about. So many topics. I don't have a, a, a top of the show topic other than to say, the Pittsburgh defense is for real. I think Cam Hayward stepped in a time machine. He looked 28 out there. Uh, just being able to rush with him, uh, well, him bringing pressure up the middle, but Highsmith, Melvin Gordon, Watt, I mean, it's just unfair. And, and Dem Bush didn't have a big game, and, and there were a couple of people, oh, we traded up for this guy. Listen, relax, R-E-L-A-X. His speed in the middle of the field and his coverage, that brings that that eases it up for the whole defense so much he is a cheat code having there trust me that will become more and more clear throughout the year Um, and I think they can get right on offense Bill's defense famously a couple years ago in Zeke's prime shut him down on Thanksgiving night when we all thought the Cowboys would feast well that was not the case that D-line is pretty much still intact so I think and it's a young O-line coming together that was their first start together you got a rookie left tackle rookie uh, center um, second year guard. So this is a young group. Hopefully they improve. Um, you know, hopefully Najee runs the ball a little more. I know Nick would like that. And I, uh, God, I hate that we have fucking two Nicks now. No, no offense, but like one of you, I got to figure out how to do that. I can't call you Balone because there's two Balones. I call him young, but does anybody call him young? You know? Um, so, I don't know. Anyways, but Nikki has a lot to be thankful about in the matchups. But before we get to the matchups, let's talk about some of the other transactions that are going around the league. Number one, a little trade action. Devin acquires a 2023 second, the lower of the two that Nikki has, in exchange for Logan Thomas. Now, Logan Thomas had a, had a pretty good night last night, continues to have good nights. Some people think he's a truth. I'm not as sold, but if you think he's a truth, that's an excellent deal for you. It really is, because, I mean, you're giving one of your two second-rounders two years from now. Who gives a shit? Um, From Devin's perspective, he stole Troutman from me. He noticed that Troutman uh, was dropped. I was kind of keeping him there on the, you know, I figured no one else is going to pick this guy up. I got to make some moves. I got to get another defense, whatever. I got to do shit, fumble shit around. So I dropped him. It's tough to have Andrews, who I'm starting every week, Pitts, who, you know, I'm I'm waiting to see a little more from, and Gasicki. And, you know, people would probably have Gasicki over Troutman, which is why I felt like I couldn't drop Gasicki, but like I kind of like Troutman more. I think he has more potential at this point, so I'm I'm sad to lose him, and from Devin's perspective, I mean, he's starting Kittle every week. That's a given. He basically just needs a bi-week filler, so who cares if that one week it's Logan Thomas or Adam Troutman. To get a pick out of that is good, so I like it for both sides, and it's improvement on tight end for Nicky. Now, if I'm Nicky, I would be Maybe trying to go after like a Pat Fryermuth, right? Maybe someone with a little, I think a little more upside, like a little more than Logan Thomas, just a smidge. But in the, you know, in the case where that's not available, this is a good deal. Okay. On to the big news. 
what everybody's dying to hear about. I mean, people people think I'm out of my fucking mind, so let's get to it. This is maybe, I mean, we had 12 players actually successfully acquired, and on top of that, you got um, about 10, uh, you have uh, uh, over 20, over 20 unprocessed bids that got beaten out by other people. So 22 bids, that's a big week for us, and highlighting it, of course, Taylor Heineke for $19. Boy, does that stink, Matt. 20 bucks on that fucking bum. Look, I get it. Someone eventually, there was a time in this league where, you know, and it still exists, where Ryan Fitzpatrick's and the Taylor Heineke's and the Kyle Allen's of the world, somebody grabs them for 20 bucks. They never start them. They trade them to someone else who thinks they need another quarterback or has a bye week for a third round pick. And then they put that third round pick in it. So it doesn't really move the needle. So, I mean, yeah, if that's the plan for Matt here, that's not bad. He beat out Nate, who bid $15, close but not enough. And uh, Devin bid $11, uh, again, a, a nice chunk for the boy, for Mr. Heineke. That was it. So only three teams bid on that. That's kind of interesting. And of course, the real big story, Elijah Mitchell, $101, successfully maneuvered by yours truly. Yet again, I'm always a step ahead. Now, let's just, let's talk. So like, first of all, you know, this beat out Billy, (laughs) who bid exactly $100. I completely prices righted him, which is awesome. But the next highest was Nate at 36 and then Bob at 34, and then Dave at 25, and then Matt at 17, and then Devin at 12, and then Nick at 8, and uh, did and so every single team except Nikki bid. I, I don't know, Nikki. I mean, you didn't make any moves this week. Maybe you're maybe you're satisfied with your team, but ah, you had 140 bucks. I would have maybe tried to make a move on one young Elijah Mitchell if I were you. And honestly, you were the guy I had in mind. I looked through all... Okay, so let us let me just say where I started from. I looked uh, at all the... So I started off a $60 bid. And you see, if it weren't for Billy, you know, trying to basically handcuff a high second round pick he made on Trey Sermon when there was a lot of good receivers off the board. And famously, just last week, I said, oh, I don't like... Waddle, I, I think uh, Nikki should have taken Sermon over Waddle. Well, at least Waddle's fucking starting. Um, you know, so like, I, I still think there's there's hope there. But, and obviously Billy has the the number one, he is the number one, like, uh, investment already built into the, the Niners running back core. So, you know, if he looks at it, it says, whatever, Sermon didn't pan out, but I got Mitchell anyways. Like, that's not a wasted pick. But if Sermon just doesn't pan out and he doesn't have him, that hurts a little more. So, anyways, um, I, I don't like... So, I started off at $60, and then I looked around the league, and that would have won if it weren't for Billy, right? And then I looked around the league, and I just went through everybody's team, and I'm like, okay, who could use Elijah Mitchell? And I essentially came up with everybody. And I saw that everybody except Nikki did bid. We had nine out of 10 people bid on this guy. So I was like, yeah, every single person is going to need him. So I bumped it up to 80. And then I started looking around and I started going on the message boards and seeing, hey, what did Elijah Mitchell go for in your dynasty league if he was on the waiver? And everybody said 100%. 100% of fab, 100% of fab, 100%, 100%, like over and over. And it was like, next highest was 80, but he got him. Next highest was 50. Next highest was this. Like, I was like, wow, there's one guy in every league that's dropping 100% for him. 
and you know, <laughs> so why why not make that me? And I looked at everybody's fab dollars, and I saw, oh, okay, yeah. Um, it, it's pretty clear to me that there's a couple guys who have exactly a hundred, and I have a hundred and three. So I was like, all right, I, if those guys put a full hundred percent bid, I'm just gonna bid one hundred one just to beat him. And and Billy ironically has more than that. He has more. He he's not one of those $100 teams. He could have easily put 104 and beat me, but he put 100 and didn't fucking get him because as he said, he didn't know anyone was stupid enough to bid $101 on him, but I also bid $95 on Mason Rudolph once and then spent the rest of the year trying to trade anybody I could for like 10 fab at a time when I needed a defense or a kicker. So, yeah, I'm I'm doing that road again. You know, it's just this this game is too easy for me. I like to just, you know, I always do little things, make bad trades, make bad pickups, make bad draft picks. I do that for you guys. I just say, you know what? This game is so, I could win this every year so easily. So why not make it more fun? Why not tie my hand behind my back? Why not you guys play to 10 victory points? I'll play to 12. No, better yet, 14. Let's play all fucking night. You want me to win Monopoly? I'm not just going to win every property. I'm going to win every dollar. Make make harder rules for me. Make it harder on me because it's so easy otherwise. But anyways, why spend $101, Dan? You know a Shanahan backfield is never committal to one running back. Well, that's fine. Mitchell's got speed. He's a 4-3-2, I believe. A, a raging Cajun from Louisiana of college or whatever the hell, they, University of Louisiana. Um, so I think, like, and he's a six-round pick. It doesn't matter. I mean, Raheem Mostert, late-round pick. George Kittle is like a fourth or a fifth-round pick. They, they're starting Sherfield over Ayuk, so they truly don't care, you know, about draft capital. But, I mean, it's a consideration. But for me, the, the way that I'm looking at this is, number one, I really wanted to get him and Hasty because no matter how you cut it, say Sermon is the number one guy, and this is all a thing to motivate him, or maybe it was just circumstances with special teams, and he's not a special teams contributor, so he wasn't active on game day, or there was some discipline. Who knows? Because who knows what really goes behind closed doors. But we know for a fact, Mostert is out for the year. Jeff Wilson is out for eight weeks. He's old and busted. Even when he's back, it's going to be a ramp-up time. And sure, maybe by week 12, he's the lead dog in the backfield for a couple weeks. I don't give a fuck. Like, that is so far away. This is eight weeks of potential running back production. And for a guy who was a healthy scratch, I mean, if he comes in and splitting the ball 50-50 with Elijah Mitchell, that's a pretty hard uh, That's a pretty hard hill for him to climb. And even if he does that... Yeah, I kind of think that's worth a hundred bucks. Like, I don't really know. I mean, there's going to every year we get this and then Mike Boone and other guys pop up and they go for like 30, 40 bucks at a time. But you look at them and you're like, dude, they fucking suck. And that next week they suck and the team can't run the ball and it's over. You know, like it, it was, it was over. I know the Detroit Lions stink, but they, they have a better defensive line than you think. The, the, the lanes were pretty wide open and I don't know if Mitchell's going to, do do anything really against the Eagles, who their D-line is looking really stout. You know, I mean, they really handled the Falcons. So I don't know if he can this week. But the other thing of this is, hey, I also got Jamichael Hasty. I got him for two bucks. And the only person I beat out there um, actually uh, was Bob, who bid zero on him. So I wish I would have bid a buck on him instead, but whatever. It is what it is. So now I look at it. I have two-thirds of the best backfield in the league for the next eight weeks. Then Jeff Wilson comes back, and who knows how long he gets acclimated. That's half the fucking season. So I'm happy to spend 100 bucks on that, even if I know, hey, is he long-term an answer? No, but I'm all in, baby. I'm all in. When, if, if, he has, if he has 
two more 10-plus point weeks. Think of every running back in the league who could have 40 points by week three. What is the cost to acquire them? 100 in fab? No, it's way more. Even if they, sure, the other ones have more long-term standing value, it doesn't matter. I'm in it to win it, baby. So that's why I did it. Um, anyways, some of the other boring ones. Let's see. Because, you know, that that was just electric. Um, Bob grabbed Anthony Schwartz for 12 bucks, And, oh, my God, I, I, I hate to report this, Bob, but that was a whiff. You could have got him for free. You could have got him for free. Nobody cared. But I think Schwartz is the one thing the Browns don't really have as a receiving core. You have Odell, classic ex-alpha. You have Jarvis, perfect possession guy. Put him on screens, anything. He doesn't drop balls, but you needed deep speed, and that's Schwartz. I I love that. I love him as a compliment to the Browns as a real-life football team. I don't know if he's going to consistently get play, but who knows. Nate got Mark Ingram for 12 bucks. He beat out Bill's bid of eight bucks, and that was it. So he got him. I don't know. I mean, you know, again, you can look at it. We could go back and say, hey, wow, Mark Ingram scored more than Elijah Mitchell this year on the Texans. But I don't know. I think Texans are going to come up way short this week against the Browns. And, um, you know, Mitchell's just younger. But I still think, hey, that's a good pick. You're getting a guy that's leading a, 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 a depth chart for 12 bucks. So that, that could work out. Matt got Tim Patrick for $11. Another whiff. Nobody bid anything on Tim Patrick. What are you doing? Matt's receivers stink, but I get it. Judy's out. You know, there, there's there's a potential that Tim Patrick is actually going to have a couple good weeks. It's just that nobody else took it except you. Uh, Nate got Zach Pascal for 8 bucks. Another whiff. James White for 3 bucks, beating uh, Bob's $0 bid. And the Saints D for 3 bucks. See... It's crazy because I, I, I know that the Saints D, like I was looking at, because I always draft defense last, I was looking at them in so many leagues. I was like, ah, oh, shit, you can't take them because they're playing the Packers week one. But they have a good defense. Like you saw what they did to the Jaguars. They just completely demolished them basically with their fourth stringers um, <clears throat> in preseason. So yeah, that, I think that I really like that pick. But anyways, my whiff of the week probably goes to uh, probably Schwartz just because it's 12 bucks, like, you probably didn't need to do that, but anyways, not a huge deal. So that's the trades. That's the waiver wire. Let's get into the action. Let's get into my game first. I beat Devin 136 to 127. The great part about it is what really, when you know this, is that this year, because of the 17th game, things are a little different. So previously, you know, we got divisions now. You play everyone in your division twice, and then you play everyone in the other division once. Well, this year, you are matched up every Every person is matched up with another team in the opposite division, and they're going to play them twice a year. So basically, you have a rivalry in the other division that you play twice a year, almost equivalent to your division. So I, I think that's going to be really fun. I'd love to like power rank how, because now basically everyone has their own division, right? My division is everybody in the cup division plus Devin, right? I would love at the end of the year to like power rank that who ended up having the hardest schedule or, you know, well, yeah, I guess just strength of schedule basically, but still pretty cool. Well, not if you take out the other ones, just say, yeah, just your division, all the teams you played two times, like how, how tough was your road? So your first time you play cross division, you're going to play that guy to end the year. (laughs) So get worried because if it's a good team, you might, you might be, a little fucking tilting because you're thinking, oh my God, I got to play him again. 
the week before playoffs. So anyways, so Devin's mine, which is just perfect because we're, we're just always aligned in, in absolute disrespect for one another. And as per tradition, every time I play him, Tyler Lockett just has to go off and he has to continue to say, look, DK, you're great. You're a physical specimen, but you can't do some of this shit I can do. That's just pure talent. I wasn't, God didn't sculpt me into this Adonis like you. I am a small kid from Oklahoma that just is talented. Anyways, I mean, not a great, I mean, not a great game for me. Great game for Jalen Hurts. Of course, as Lamar is leading me to my inevitable victory on Monday night, I'm like, don't even think about celebrating until you're up by five because you know he's going to have a fumble and a pick late in the game, which is exactly what happened. I've been on this train enough with Lamar to expect that. Um, Zeke is just completely out of hand. Same with, you know, Gibson. And Brandon Ayuk doesn't even start. I mean, the real mistake you know, and it, I basically got bailed out by Lockett, Hurts, Higgins, and Mixon having a big game. The real mistake was not playing the Steelers' defense and not trusting in them. I mean, that would have—I would have already won on Monday night, and it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, but anyways, for for Dev, for Devo here, I mean, the story is Aaron Rodgers. Like he fucking sucked. Devin only lost by ten. <laughs> I mean, if he has an average game of ten points instead of one point three, Devin wins. So that's pretty crazy. He got probably a heroic and maybe the best performance Tyrod will have all year. So I don't know if I count on that long term. Um, and Swift is for real. I mean, and, and, and that might be what the whole year looks like for them. So good win for me week one. Uh, let's get into the, this, the highest combined scoring game in the of the week with the number one and number two scores going off. Nikki in his first game in the league defeats Bill 160 to 154 a tight one tight Nikki you have to change this team name I I cannot I can't stomach looking and seeing hot chub time machine you don't even have chub on your team anymore you got to get rid of that man just you please I'm begging you anyways into it I mean this is exactly what the what the what the issue was with this team last year you felt like at points, oh man, they could contend because any week they have the potential to put up 120 when you have Dak, Amari, and CD. So if the Cowboys defense stinks and they can't run the ball and they throw it a hundred times, like, yeah, you're gonna get like he got like Nikki got this weekend, 70 points from three players, right? So if you can get average points from other guys, then you're in a great position. Um so that's exactly what happened. And Antonio Brown had a nice game. And so, yeah, I mean, this is this just came together really nicely for him. And he scores 160. On on Bill's side, I mean, again, it's a similar thing. It's like, you know, I mean, Bill here is is starting Damian Harris as a running back too. He's flexing Trey Sermon, who was inactive. And that sucks because had he known he was inactive, he would have made a different move. But hey, if I knew he was inactive, I would have just picked up Elijah Mitchell for free instead of spending $101. So, you know, sometimes it sucks. Tyler Boyd, Marquez Callaway are in his flat. Like his Again, and Billy Billy actually realized this before I did. I didn't even like think of his team like this till he told me. He's like, eh, if you look, I'm actually a little light on depth, lighter than I'd like to be. And I think that's true, especially with Dobbins out. I mean, that you know, it was a different story when Dobbins wasn't hurt, but now that he's hurt, I mean, yeah, you're he's light, but anytime you have Mahomes and Tyreek, <laughs> like again, those guys together put up 60 plus. So you have 60 plus for two players. And if the average that we score in this league is about 130, you need to get 70 from 10 more. 
you know, seven points each, that's easy to do. So, I mean, yeah, that's exactly the thing. But anyways, could Billy have won this if he had replaced um, uh, Trey Sermon, sorry, with basically anybody else? Yeah, I mean, Brian Edwards would have worked. DJ Chark would have worked. Connor would not. Um, yeah, no one else would have. But he had two options, so that kind of sucks. Anyways, let's get on to the next one. Ah, yes. Dave versus Nate. Dave wins 130 to 118, 132 to 118. Excuse me. Um, and again, I mean, nothing, Ben did not have a great game. <laughs> and ever since getting rid of young Patrick Mahomes, Dave's got a lurking quarterback two issue. And I, I think, you know, you, it's a little cause for concern when your roster is as win now as this roster is. I mean, you got Cook, Kamara, and Jacobs. Mike Davis, I think, is good. I mean, Cooper Cup. Diggs, this is a win now roster. So not having that second quarterback, I mean, that's that's got to be a little a little concerning for the boy. But he still pulled it off, and basically just just good games for everyone. No, no ridiculousness um, on Nate's side of the field. So did not help that Raheem Mostert goes out immediately. Saquon, I mean, now now that we've seen Thursday night, I could say, okay, Saquon's on the right track. But that first game, he certainly did not look his old self. And now he's looking like 80% of his old self. You know, I, I think throughout by the end of the season, he might be just completely dominating again. But he is still recovering from an ACL injury that, you know, I don't even think it's been a full year yet. So that's kind of to be expected. Mike Evans had a dud of a week. Um, I mean, Debo just really elevated it. And Melvin Gordon had a really nice long run. And I think that speaks good for Nate because Gordon looked like he had some juice. So, you know, hopefully that, that keeps earning him playing time. Um, but yeah, so in Washington, defense just stunk it up. So could Nate have won this? He needed 15 points. Nah, I couldn't really scrape it together. There'd be no way. So he played basically his best lineup he could, but wasn't enough to topple Dave. Okay, so now we got, ah, Nate versus, or sorry, <laughs> Nick versus Drew our two newer additions to the league, and and Nick wins this one 135.8 to 133.6, 2.2, tightest margin of the week. Um, I heard a really bad beat from Drew. He told me that that time, you know, he had Henry, uh, and uh, Nick has Ryan Tannehill. And Henry got the ball twice on like the one-yard line, whatever it was, at the goal line, could not get it in either time. Third down, Tannehill runs it in. That's a 12-point swing. He would have won this game easily, but he loses it, which just sucks. I mean, Ronald Jones is just, I mean, a, a minus 0.6. He fucking, ugh, he sucks, and that sucks. But, I mean, it's 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 shitty because he had a couple ways to win, actually. Like, Teddy Bridgewater over Darnold would have done it. Um, Rager over Ronald Jones. Um <coughs> Excuse me, <laughs> Rondell Moore over Ronald Jones, Naeem Hines over Ronald Jones. I'm just going to keep trashing Ronald Jones because he fucking stinks. Um, but anyways, yeah, a soft game from Derrick Henry. And when that happens, Drew's score is going to be a little lower, but 130 is still respectable, right? Um, and, you know, mostly came off of Derrick Carr. Just having a really good performance. Now, we'll see how that keeps up against the Steelers, but, you know, you know my thoughts on that. But I think a down week for Henry, Jefferson, and Brown. Those are the cornerstones of his team. You have a down week. It's tough to win. It sucks that he could have squeaked it out, but just not enough. 
on a on Nick's side, I mean, again, you know, kind of quiet. He, he's got a lot of Packers here, right, with Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. So you can't expect to have a really high-scoring week when that happens to you. But Adam Thielen, looking like the number one option. Hopkins obviously put on a clinic. I think he kind of reminded us. He's like, you know, you seem like you guys are always saying Devontae and Diggs and Tyreek. Where's my name gone? Remember me? I, I might be still one of the best, still the best receiver in the league. Who knows? But, you know, I, and Brady is just playing like he's, He's 15. He's playing like the youngest man I've ever seen. I've ever seen in my life. But anyway, so that was a that was a nice tight win. Uh Matt put on a clinic, really beat down Bob. 150 to 112. Not even close. I mean, and that wasn't even a good week from Josh Allen, which should scare you. But McCaffrey looking as good as ever. Doesn't look doesn't look like a problem at all. Same with Chubb. I mean, his receivers suck. We've known that forever. Uh, but Kelsey. Kyler, I mean, Kyler, the, the story is Kyler. It's Kyler. Kyler went insane, insane. And that's what sucks about this team because him and Josh Allen both have that potential at any time. Uh, as for Bob, you know, it's just, uh, what can we say about Bob? I don't even want to go over this game in particular. I really want to get to the standings and stuff to talk more about Bob. But I mean, look at this guy's IR. Edwards, ETN, Akers. Oh my God. Who, which, who, who here right now? preseason could say yeah I can lose my and the fact that he still has Montgomery and Henderson is pretty impressive and speaks a lot to the running back room he had built that was really ready to compete but who could come and say yeah I lost three of my top four top five running backs and I'm still fine I mean not many of us but Montgomery and Henderson are getting it done but anyways yeah and Kareem Hunt so he really has a strong running back room it's just you lose that many players, it gets tough to flex it out. And um, anyways, with that, let's get into the standings. Now that we have one week under our belt, your first place team in sole possession of the bullshit division with a bye is Nikki Ballone. Congratulations. Highest score of the week. Got a W. Worst of first. And I, I that's that's really impressive. Good for him. In next is Matt. He is the leader of the Cuck division for now. I'm on his nipping his heels like a little little dog. Nip, 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 nip. Uh, I am on his heels, of course, with with making the bullshit, the Cuck division, 1-0 and o against the Cuck division this week. Thank you. I'm in third place. Nick of the Cuck division is in fourth place. Dave is five. And Bill is six. So, for now... Half and half split between both divisions in terms of our playoff teams. Drew is in seventh, right on the heels there. Um, Devin is in eighth. Nate's in ninth. And Bob is in tenth. So, yeah, looking back, looking back at what, we, uh, what we've seen so far, I, I, I like to do this every year. It's always controversial. I don't know that I've ever been right. But I try to basically... Right before the season or whatever, I've had one week. You know, everything's going to change. I'm not going to be right anyways, but it's fun to do. I try to predict the four teams that will not make the playoffs, which of course means I'm also predicting which teams will make the playoffs. Now, this is especially tough this year, especially tough. So if I'm looking at it, I think I can put three teams into definitely not missing the playoffs, and that would be... Matt, Nick, and Dave. I know Dave doesn't have a great quarterback too, but he's got ammo to get somebody. 
he could get a Derek Carr or a Kirk Cousins or somebody and Russ and be fine. Is he going to win it all? I don't know. But I'd be very surprised if with that pairing, his running backs, Cooper Cup and Diggs, he couldn't get it done. And Julio. I know Julio looked bad, but give him time. Um, the ne- Matt should be obvious. I mean, it, and Matt and Nick, it's 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 the rematch of the championship from last year, right? And I mean, I think the only issues with those teams that are out there really is like Matt. Yeah, he has Chubb now, but again, he doesn't have the best depth. You you've seen his receivers. You know the flex is there. That you know Chubb's in a snow. Chubb and you know Chubb's in a snow game, and and Josh Allen is in a snow game. You know late in the year, he could put up a stinker. But that, other than that, he's not really vulnerable to anything else. Now, Nick is, I mean, Tannehill and Brady could absolutely get into the playoffs. That's enough to win you a championship. It was last year. But it's just, it's a depth issue there too, right? I mean, he sold out for a, a title last year. And this is maybe the, you know, at least with this core team, this is maybe the last year of a window, right? So I think he goes for it all out. I don't see him missing. Okay, now I'll talk to the, and I won't say, I I will say those guys are teams I definitely cannot picture missing the playoffs. I will not say I have a same category for not making the playoffs. I'm definitely not making the playoffs because anything can happen. We know that. Anything can change immediately. But right now, the two teams I'm most confident in not making the playoffs are Bob and Nate. And it's not just because they were the lowest scores of the past week. It's because for Bob, well, Bob had just a year from hell with injuries. You know what I mean? So you're looking at it, you're like, oh my God, I'm injured all over. You know, what am I going to do here? That's where I think like, you know, it's just, you know, I kind of had that year last year and basically I teetered the fence throughout half of the year and it wasn't like guys out for the season. It was just guys in and out of the lineup. No one was consistently healthy, like Lamar with COVID. And I was just like, oh my God, like this is not, this just isn't my year. So I just set the core pieces. I said, these guys are untradeable. Anybody else, veteran, you want for a, a playoff push or to, for your rebuild, whatever you want is off is on the table for, for picks. That's what I did. That's what I would say Bob should do. Now, Nate, again, remember, Nate did not make the playoffs last year. The issue is, is that he didn't have many picks. So he didn't have many picks to restock the cupboard. And now I'm thinking, okay, like, I like I like that he has a lot of quarterbacks. I think he puts Jameis into his lineup. I think Jameis has earned that. I think he can actually really start scoring. But I'm worried that, especially at running back, if Saquon is not 100% throughout the year, you know, or if, if they if they tone down the workload or anything like that, I think he's a little thin there to truly get into the playoffs. So if I'm him, I'm doing more. I'm not like, if I'm Bob, I'm making the text today trying to get picks. If I'm Nate, I'm not doing that. I'm definitely waiting until like week eight, but I'm keeping my options open. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm particularly with the quarterbacks. I mean, he's got... Baker, Stafford, and Jameis. Like, you can get a first for any one of those guys, I would think. So, you know, eight, nine weeks in, your season's not going great. That's when I that's when I hit the button and say, okay, I'm shifting my focus. Anybody's available for the contending teams to make a playoff push, right? And I'm getting picks. Now, if not, I'm not bothering. But a good thing if for Nate is that he has picks next year. In fact, I think he might have... Uh, maybe it's 2023 he has two firsts, um, but I think he definitely still has his own first next year. So that's another thing where he's got the motivation to want to kind of, you know, well, not the motivation now. You always want to win. But if things are going south, he has 
you know, uh, motivation to to win in the in the uh, consolation bracket, right? But Bob does not have his own pick. He doesn't have a. He has a first round pick, but it's uh, it's who? Oh, it's Dave's. So yeah, so that that makes it tougher for Bob. But anyways, and then the rest of the league, five teams. I just I can't. It's tough to to pick. I mean, you know, if I had to go in order of of confidence, I mean, probably me next. You know, I think I, I'm I'm confident that I'm going to make the playoffs this year. I don't know if this is my year. You know, I think I'm a year away from really pushing and winning it out. I need my roster to get a little more experience, right? I got the youth. Now I need the experience. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm most confident in myself going next. So that's that's four. All right, we're going to get down. Uh, who am I next most confident in? It's tough. It's really fucking tough because I kind of put the next four all into a similar bucket. Um, but... You know, I'm 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 maybe I'm maybe gonna get a little uh, a little a little controversial here, um, but I'll say Devin because Devin has such good running backs. He has adequate receivers. He's got Aaron Rodgers, and the one issue is Fields needs to start and just you know start making magic because he can't last with Tyrod forever. But I think the rest of the roster is good enough. And I think if he really needed, like, a, like same with Dave, if he needs a Derek Carr, some, I think he can make that move later in the year if, if something happens or he feels like he needs depth. I, I'm kind of confident in him. All right, so that's that's five. There's only one spot left between Bob, sorry, Billy, Nikki, and Drew. And and so they, they are my fringe teams where I'm not sure. And each one of them, if I look at Nikki, we all knew this team was good last year when Dak... CD and Amari were right. You know, once Dak was out, the whole thing fell apart. And then we knew there was no depth on this team. It's not like the picks were all traded away. Most of the picks were made. They were just all busts. So, you know, you, you keep drafting busts, and then a couple years later, you look at your bench and you go, holy shit, I can't start anybody. Well, this team had picks. And Nicky even acquired more picks and more players, right? So he, he, he really built it out, and now it's got depth. And so I'm kind of looking at this week one. I'm like, look, I don't think it's an overreaction to say that Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Najee Harris, we might look and say, that's a great one-two punch. And Dak, and then you you mix in Daniel Jones or Wentz, depending on matchup, that's adequate. You know, and the receivers are, are studly. He's got so many of them. So he's he's loaded out at flex. I think is, he could be the highest scoring flex. That's why I have trouble putting him out of the playoffs now that I look at it. And I, I think I would have not said that at, before seeing week one and really thinking about it. But that's that's fucking with my mind right now. I can't get it out of it. Um, so Billy, now Billy theoretically should be in this, but he lost Dobbins. Like I said, I don't love the depth. I worry about the depth throughout the season, you know? And if if Sermon's really not going to come on here, which I think he is. I mean, I don't, I don't really think Elijah Mitchell's going to be the 100% workhorse and Sermon's never going to play, right? It's silly, but... I mean that that's that's concerning. That would be very concerning. Um, and then Drew, I think Drew's got Drew's got the core pieces at running back and receiver to go forward with his team. It's just that his quarterbacks underwhelm me. He's got enough of them with Jimmy G, Teddy, Darnold, um, Derek Carr. He's got enough of them, but I don't know if that they they have the juice week to week to put up big numbers and and really keep them there. So that's what's tough. That's that's my position with each of these teams. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna get controversial, but yeah, 
I'm 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 putting Nikki in the playoffs. Fuck it. First year going from last to in the playoffs. So there you have it. Your six teams making the playoffs. Myself, Matt, Nikki, Nick, Dave, and Devin. That's gonna be controversial, man. Really controversial. Now don't take it. it seriously, anybody that tells me, oh, why the fuck? How am I? I know Drew's going to say something to me. I know he is. I know he's going to be pissed. He's furious listening to this right now. If he's in the car, you 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 might and if you happen to be with him, ask him to pull over and walk home because he might he might run into something. I'm serious. It could get dangerous for everyone. Look, nobody freak out. It's a really tough exercise to look at everybody's team and say, "Hey, pick pick the six playoff teams today." It's very it's very tough. And I think if I asked everybody to do it, I get 10 different answers. I really would because there are so, I mean, like I said, I think there is a, there's, there's three tiers to me, which is like guys, I'd be shocked if they didn't make it guys where I'm like, okay, because of injuries and stuff. I don't know if they're really trending towards making it right. Those are, that's, that's easy pickings. Cause you're not saying the team is bad. You're just saying they have a ton of injuries. What are you going to do? That's a bad year. And then the middle group where you're like, dude, any of these, you know, that, that leaves three out of five that are going to make it Two won't, it's tough to pick. So anyways, that's my prediction. A fun first week. Fun, fun, fun. And looking forward to next week, what should be our match of the week? Ah, now this is a good one. So I'm going to save me and me and Matt, and not just because I'm projected to lose by 30. That's not why. I would never, I, I, I have integrity, okay? If it's a worthwhile match, if it's a worthwhile, but we know we're going to play each other later in the season. We'll make that a game of the week. That'll be a good one. We're both, you know, we'll see how these two teams look at that point in the year. I, I, th- I think somebody's going to be trending up and someone's going to be trending down. I, and I, I won't I won't go any further than that. I won't specify any further. No further comment. So I think the game of the week, and, and it's a trend here because if I could have made myself and Devin the game of the week last week, I would have done it. I'm going to do the next cross-conference matchup, which is... Dave versus Billy. Yes, that's right, Dave and Billy. You two will be playing each other twice this year. Oh boy, I like that matchup a lot. I think it'll be fun. It's projected to be tight, a little tight, a little tight. So I think that'll be a good time for everybody, you know, including me. So anyways, and and you know, as I say that, as I say that, um, Nick, Nikki got 30 points from Daniel Jones. See, this is this is what I'm talking about. That's I I can't look at that and say, yeah, there's no way this guy doesn't this guy this guy can't make the playoffs. How how could I possibly say that? He got 30 points from Daniel Jones. So, anyways, anyways, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the football this weekend. Bye bye. <laughs>